sticking to the roof of one's mouth. The most common phobias by far are those related to flying, snakes, insects, heights, enclosure, crowds, hypodermic needles, and functions and status of the body, including illnesses, blood, and injury. The phobic experience is memorable indeed, standing out as a giant emotional spike in the usual ups and downs of daily life. For example, Calvin begins his day with his usual set of feelings, issues, and hang-ups. He worries that his new diet isn't working, that the relationship with his girlfriend is fading, and that the ping in the engine means a big repair bill in the near future. These are the common stressors and anxieties of daily living. But when Calvin enters the East Tunnel, an emotional spike occurs that differs in intensity, symptoms, and painfulness from his normal emotional life. When the traffic stops dead at the bottom of the tunnel, Calvin feels suddenly overwhelmed by his long-standing phobia of tunnels, particularly the feeling of being trapped in a tunnel. He begins to sweat profusely. His pulse rate soars and panic sets in. He grips his steering wheel with white knuckles. Only when traffic begins to move back into the daylight does Calvin's composure begin slowly to return. Exhausted, he feels he has been to hell and back and vows to avoid tunnels at all costs in the future. Calvin's experience qualifies as a classic case of phobia because his intense fears are aroused by the presence of a particular thing or experience and are alleviated only when that stimulus is removed. In this sense, phobias can be viewed as the hot peppers in the salad of life. You have no doubts when you experience them, nor do you confuse them with run-of-the-mill anxieties of life. You may wonder what in the world Calvin was doing in the East Tunnel when he knew full well that he suffered from a tunnel phobia. In fact, Calvin is not atypical of the large percentage of phobia sufferers who attempt to get over their fears by putting themselves again and again in the feared situation. The underlying script goes something like this. I'm being silly to freak out in this tunnel. Thousands of people pass safely through it every day. I'm not going to let my ridiculous fears get the best of me. I can drive through this tunnel as confidently as anyone else. I just have to force myself to do it. Many phobic sufferers push themselves in the hope, sometimes the misguided hope, that repeated suffering will eventually bring relief. Although some people do overcome phobias in this way, many others discover that touching a hot stove hurts just as much the 100th time as it did the first, and all the more so if increasing injury, including psychological injury, makes the pain worse. Other phobic sufferers beat a quick path to their physician for a checkup, but then fail to tell the whole story of the phobic episode. For example, a patient may tell his physician that sometimes my heart races and I feel clammy, instead of recounting the whole circumstance of the tunnel, the stopped traffic, and the onset of panic. With the best of professional intentions, a physician may give the patient a thorough physical exam and pronounce, with the goal of reassurance, that you're perfectly fine. Thousands of phobic sufferers come out of such doctor appointments more confused than ever by their next phobic experience. Many seek further medical testing, second opinions, and advanced diagnosis in the hope of discovering what's wrong with me. Those who do tell their phobia story clearly may also encounter obstacles. 
Their doctor may recognize the likely cause of the patient's symptoms, but not be prepared to undertake time-consuming, talk-oriented therapy to address the problem. In an era of HMOs, PPOs, and capitation in which a participating physician is financially pressured to limit outside referrals, the doctor may not make it a practice to send phobia sufferers promptly to a mental health professional for help. Many phobia sufferers, already confused and discouraged by their situation, do not have the moxie or information resources to seek out a mental health professional on their own. Another group of phobia sufferers attempt to self-medicate their way to relief, most commonly with alcohol, a stiff drink usually gets me through, nicotine, I'm okay if I can smoke, and tranquilizers, such as Ativan, Attaboy, Xanax, Valium, and their kin. The obvious risks of substance addiction and abuse in these cases.